This is Family Electric Ghost, and we're live on our Facebook channel with Fuzz Love Band, and you guys are from uh, the Chicago area, right? Yep. Yep. And you guys got a brand new record, just came out, Countless Wasted Days. We talked to you like a year ago, maybe even more, uh, when you guys were working toward this. I know you were running like a campaign to get the second album out, and now it's out. It's on Bandcamp. I've, I've listened to it on YouTube. And we're gonna we're gonna actually talk about it today um, with all, all your fans. So like it must feel good that you actually got the project done. Oh, absolutely. Since the beginning of all the all the music stuff, we've been playing last question like a year. So it feels really good to have it done out now in the world. That's cool. So um. What I wanted to do is I actually have a YouTube, um, the YouTube version of the album. I wanted to play like one track um, and then maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll go through some of the tracks, but maybe so so the fans can get an intro to your work. If that is that cool. Absolutely. OK, so we're going to seg over there. You can probably see that you can see it's coming up on the screen. And then I'm going to I'm going to mute you guys and I'm going to play like the first track and then uh, we'll cut back. Now I 
Here, here you go. I'm back. <laughs> so that was Caterpillar, and you actually um, reference the countless wasted days in that song, in the lyrics, and that's pretty cool. So that's how it was good to open with that, because that kind of fits with the title. Um, I really like what you guys are doing, because you know we talked about this before. Like I'm a big fan of progressive rock, a big fan, you know, jazz outfits like Sun Ra and uh, Parlor and Funkadelic, and I just, I really enjoy the fact that you've got this kind of Chicago, you know, horn section going on, and you've got, you know, the the longer than normal form in this day and age of the Spotify playlist. Uh, it's really, I really appreciate what you guys did with this song. It's really cool. Thanks. 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 You guys are a little bit light on the mic. Maybe you can get a little closer. I don't know if your mic's up. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's it's a really great track. I mean, um, I know you guys. How long did it take you to like do that song? Um, that's cool so that was actually one of the an older song that you you were able to you didn't get on the first record and you got onto this record did you actually refine it more from the original version absolutely Yeah, if you're fading a little bit, maybe you gotta get closer again. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, sorry about that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. You had to get into it over the years to kind of now on mm -hmm. I think I think it's really cool um, to have the longer form uh, you know that's like an eight minute song or more I think I was tracking it but I I mean I, I'm a big fan of that I mean I do that with my own music I do these long like nine minute ten minute songs 
in today's you know in today's world i mean if you're a live band it works it's great because it's kind of like the jam band's got that allman brothers got that steely dan feel it's got a chicago you know like 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 an early chicago feel um the chicago transit authority feel <laughs> um and that's that's always good you know i the pat Metheny group comes to mind you know that kind of thing i i really appreciate you know the musicianship that went into it there's a really there's tons of really awesome memorable guitar licks really good horn really good drumming um do you find it like well, i guess i talked to you guys about this before like where you come from there's a lot of bands that actually still do work like the what you're doing but um like in other other types of scenes it's like that this type of work is actually not as common yeah, yeah, Kind of crowd, kind of doing, kind of doing what we do, and plenty of people that people that. Yeah, I think it's good to, to, you know, to bring that musicianship back to the table. Uh, and especially like with this whole COVID era, the fact that you guys were able to get this kind of record with live musicians, you know, actually playing instruments. Was that a challenge or did you guys have a hard time putting this together um, since the last time we talked and this whole pandemic happened? Did that, did that like complicate the efforts to get this thing done? Well, it's actually what geared us into because it wasn't really um, that's kind of what made us so but as far as there's challenges people didn't know and do what we need to do we just kept rehearsing Band the whole time. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of less. Just, I mean, I mean, if anything, yeah. So I mean, that's awesome that you guys took that. I mean, I've, I've been talking to a bunch of bands, you know, during this whole COVID thing. It's actually kind of doubled down on podcasting and started branching out to this new video mode. Uh, and a lot of bands have actually taken this time because they can't tour to really focus on writing um and focus on recording so is that is that kind of like that's kind of really because you can't really do shows unless you do live streaming and some bands have a hard time figuring out how to get that to work so is it better that you take all your energy and actually focus on, on, on writing a, a project or putting a project together yeah yeah 
I think it's probably, you know, it's just, I, I've, I've kind of doubled down on that on myself. You know, I'm in my recording studio, you can see, you know, maybe a little bit. But, um, yeah, it just, I think everybody has just tried to focus. And I've talked to some people that actually went and learned new instruments, learned how to do more production. But did you guys, like, did you you actually did this in a, in a, in a studio or your own home studio? Or you actually went to a physical studio to do it? Yeah. I think it's um it's always good to let a studio, you know, recording engineer handle their work, you know, and producers help you like craft it. But you guys that pretty much have the song structures uh pretty much handled, right? Or do you let producers kind of re um like focus what you're doing do you, do you ever have a situation where your producer actually really changes your original idea or do you just have do they just enhance what you do what what you wrote we don't have a producer with our sound engineer a lot but what we, for the most part, now we're going more than that. We have everything worked out for the other way. Otherwise, we'd be in there for weeks. So, yeah, that's like. You kind of figured everything out. That's why they're so tight. You know, hopefully, hopefully, well, 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 were recorded live and then maybe they overdub stuff but the bands actually were recorded playing and then they had to go back and track it again you know play it again maybe they punched in punch out but a lot of times they recorded fully as a band which i think is one of the more organic and i like the way it sounds when you know the completed product that song is there's something about doing it that way that you can't get uh if you just you know do something you know <laughs> on the door. <laughs> um, no, you just. No, I, I agree. Um, um, and yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. This this album was this album much, was pretty much all live. We live. I mean, punched in, punched in more stuff. This one, this one, this one was much more raw. Russian album. This one, this one did have more layers and layers. Um, did more, did more overdubs. He can, sound, he can fresh. sound fresh. Yeah, yeah. Not as no, no. And the first one, we come out. We come out. No, no. It's all good to go. So, well, it still sounds, so, still feels seamless. It still feels like if like the the the, the overdubs or the multi tracks on it 
really fit. You know, it seems like it's well, yeah, yeah your songwriting has gone like, wow. He's like, you guys have gotten tighter. You, you know, the, you know, the vocals are cleaner. And I, I got, I love the imagery in the vocals. Um, and it's just, it's, it's really, it's a cool feel. It's a, you know, it's, it's, it's probably not like, it's not the hip hop generation's taste. It's kind of like my generation. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I'm yeah. going yeah. If you wanted to, uh, you, wanted to uh, you know, big and big and little style, you know, records or whatever, records or whatever, you know, uh, three minute, three minute hip hop track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I run into everybody wants me to do like a two minute so called electronic track, but like I said, well, you know, original electronic music is like, yes. Or Genesis, and that's like yeah, ten minutes yeah. long. <laughs> so I'm going back to like the original. So I totally agree with where you guys are because, like, when I do electronic, it's like, well, maybe why is where I would go, you know. But but a lot of where I'm gonna go is like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, Tangerine Dream. That's the kind of thing, you know, like Funkadelic doing some ten minute workout. That's that's kind of like, you know, if you're a keyboard player, I mean, why would you just want to do a ten, two minute song? I mean, typically you want to you want to stretch out. And I would think guitar players, you guys want to stretch out, you know, like the rock-oriented form, or even fusion jazz. I mean, we all, we always want to stretch out. We don't want to get locked in. Um, and that's really cool. I mean, these songs must be really awesome to play live when you get to play live. Um, it just kind of feels like it's like it was. It, it's it's the kind of feel I like when I used to go see the Dead, or I used to go see the Who, or or the Almonds, or you know, I'd actually just sit there, you know. And I I go to two nights in a row for the almonds to see the variation, and I can see you guys would probably be in that same kind of zone, you know. Because like, like if I saw you one night, the next night you probably do a little different. Yes, yes, yeah. We we're, we're, we're talking about each take you listen to, listen to will sound a little, sound a little bit. Different. Well, there's well, there's so much variation. Right, right. You know, we we it's, it's a good a blend. blend of, you know, you know, we were out on the there's and there's still a lot of for um Yeah, we, yeah, we want to sound walk you know, like you mentioned songwriting, you know, having more storytelling. Yeah. It feels this feels like, you know, I, I enjoyed that song very much and I I'm glad you guys like you put it on out on band camp, you know, which is probably one of the better artists, you know, centered ways to do things because I think that's important maybe we can talk about that because you know you're living in the streaming world you get playlisted right and people don't really listen to your whole project and when you have a project like this 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 album the countless wasted days isn't really something that's going to fit on a traditional 2021 playlist you know not that you can't get on like maybe our indie rock playlist but but it's like you want to be able to go back, like when I used to pick up an album, I always talk about this, I go pick up like like Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here. I want to listen to the whole thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to get the vinyl, I'm going to listen to it. This is the kind of album that you put down, and you're going to listen to the whole thing. And I like the way you put it on YouTube, you kind of put it like a vinyl. You know, yeah. the way the YouTube uh, version of the album is, you, you want to sit there and listen to the whole thing. You know, and that yeah, that's a yeah. cool strategy. It kind of, kind of... <laughs> Worked out that, worked out that way. Me and me. Yeah. We kind of push the spotlight. I don't know. I don't know why. 
I think I think it's the most the most popular mm -hmm. service. But um, but um, yeah. So yeah. So we. So we're like, so we're all right, like, all right, we'll put it out on YouTube. Put it out, put it out on YouTube. And they'll just upload the same upload day. the same day. Yeah. So we put it on YouTube, and like you said, it makes it makes us start again and again, and you know, it's just through. So so pretty much pretty much everyone listened to it was was through YouTube and played it played it all through. Okay, forty. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not it's not it's not crazy long, but I, mean, I guess for you know for the two minute crowd it's a little long, but. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not the ones you're going for anyway. You know, you're going for more like like the the music fan. I mean, like I'm the guy that goes gets the vinyl, you know, to get it because I'm I'm like not that, you know, modern stuff doesn't sound good, but it's like like I like the experience. Of, of the vinyl experience and it's kind of like what the, your YouTube is the, the YouTube version of your album gives me that same feel it kind of gets me into the zone mm -hmm. and then that's what you want to feel you know it's like to me music is like a sound painting I think I've talked about this before mm -hmm. is like and you get drawn into it especially with longer form songs mm -hmm. you, you get to have your imagination as a music fan kind of take you where you want to go and it just is you know I think you have to have that kind of length in a song to really engage a, a music, you know, fan like somebody who's like more into like I want to, you know, put my headphones on and I'm gonna really listen to everything you're doing, and I'm not just using it so kind of going to jog, or I'm going to you know, like yeah. I'm doing because there's so many people use music today, and I don't know if they're exactly music fans. They they, they use music for other purposes, but it's like it's not, yeah, yeah, they're not exactly like the hardcore fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're yeah, they're, 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 about, they're about fifteen seconds. Yeah, fifteen oh, seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a kitchen fridge in there. In there. Yeah, it's gotta got that beat. You gotta have that. Yeah, it's it's, it's got that banger beat. Man, if I want to go yeah, to Fruity yeah, Loops, exactly. yeah, if I want to go Fruity Loops and have Fruity Loops all day, it's like okay, I'll go get some General Mills or something, you know. But I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no disrespect. I mean, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah, we listen to all the but um, yeah, we have vinyl, we have, we have, you know, the just like it's like until we feel like, no, no. Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you think about like the, in, in between, yeah, in between, like you listen to the almonds, right? The almonds were famous for these real long, drawn out songs because like, they're a jam band. But then they come up with a song like Melissa, you know. So once in a while, a band is like, okay, we got to give the radio something. And I was watching some documentary on the almonds. They were like. And their and their managers are like, well, we love you. You guys are a live band, but we don't have anything we can give the radio. And then you know, Greg had Melissa. And he was sitting around with it forever. And then he finally, you know, after his brother died, he finally finished it. And then it was like, well, this is the one that actually kind of got them going. Besides Blue Sky, but that's even longer. But but it, it, it was the kind of radio thing they wanted. And it was still this long form jam band that found a way to do that and you, you 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 know there's examples of that 
So if you guys like consciously thought, like in you know, and I that that you one day you want to want to tr do a song like that, or you just like well, we're gonna do what we want to do. yeah yeah well, that's that's what's good about the album format can you deeper into it you know you, you could start it off with maybe a long form song and then buried in it are songs that or maybe the, the the radio friendly song, but you got to you got to discover it, you know. Yeah, and exactly. that's the, that's the whole process. It's like a it's a full thought, you know. When you have an album, it's a full picture of a band. Yeah. And you know what I like is the variation that the album lets you do because you can put stuff on an album that's not not meant to be a hit, but it's meant to be part of a cohesive idea exactly. of of that record, whether it's a concept or not. But like even non-concept albums have a structure was that that song fits in that collection of songs so when you were putting these songs together like you said you some of these songs are older like so did you consciously try to find songs that were going to fit the theme of like countless wasted days because you have that name checked in the first song um but is that like something that you wanted to uh have that feel through the whole record is like or you know which ones would work Yeah, I think that's the core of a songwriter. Like you write something that's relatable, but it's always kind of personal. Like singer songwriters, you take something out of your personal life and you're able to convey it in such a way and it has maybe a different meaning to you than your fans, but it's relatable. It's like the feeling is relatable and maybe it's not exactly so your fan interprets it in, in a way that represents something in their life. Like when you listen to music, it's like art. You know, you interpret something, you get an emotion out of it, and you can pick up on the feeling that the songwriter is conveying, and it triggers a memory and triggers a feeling. And that's what's really cool about music is because they get, you don't know what feelings that's triggering in your fans, but if they're digging it, it's re it relayed. You know, so it's, even though it might have been deeply personal to you, it's still relate in a way that was translatable 
And I think that's mm-hmm. that's what's really cool about music when it's deep, you know deep. Why why I like singer songwriters rather than um, you know being able to talk to people who actually wrote their music. Um, and it wasn't just like not that the, the whole thing. I mean, Motown had the, all these great singers singing all these other people's songs, and that that can work. But I've always had the kind of a uh, an eye on everybody I interview tends to be not just the singer, but the uh, the actual writer of the song they wrote. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, you know, we're in the past. You know, you know, I just, I just never been never been different in the music. You have a lot, have of, a lot of artists. That- Make the next make the next hit. Most of the most of the general public. But I think, but I think a, there's a, a side of that side of that where that that wants honesty and, yeah. and genuine. That's what that's what we call it. When you hear, when you hear music, that something, you know, you know, our music is our music isn't perfect. We're not all. Uh, well you're you're in a different you're not like in that punk aesthetic you're not like like the clash or 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 like you know now that's cool because i think one cool thing is like what's interesting is like you've got this kind of roots rock uh you know kind of horn tradition that is a little bit more um you know uh constructed it's you have song construction you know with not exactly music theory but i mean you've got a little deeper than what you know somebody was doing like a punk rock band like the ramones or something it's there's an honesty in that kind of punk aesthetic but there's also an honesty in the kind of construction you guys have which is a little bit you know more thought maybe going into or maybe you just feel naturally about it but i i i love all that type of stuff i, I mean i'm a big fan of hip hop, and I like like the hip hop comes from a guy like like Earl Sweatshirt or something, or or an MF Doom. That you know, that's when I see somebody's really doing something interesting. Um, um, but then the jam bands, like I said, I've always loved jam bands. I've always loved bands that that introduce horns. Because uh, I started on like clarinet and sax, and then I couldn't figure out how to write like on on a clarinet, so I, I switched the boards. <laughs> Cause that, that, that I'm trying to bring my winds back into my music because I think it would be cool. But um, yeah, it's just like I think it's just the idea of honesty, like you were talking about, is um, is really core in, in the singer-songwriter area in, in bands that do it themselves and you know do it yourself type of thing going on today. And there's a lot of really cool stuff going in, on in this scene, you know, whether you're in the techno or side trance or you know i've talked to all different types of people but they're all doing it themselves they're all, they're not on big labels uh and i think that's where the honesty in the music is is like okay you guys are passionate about what you do enough to want to do it yourself and and really put something that's like heartfelt out and i think that's that's why we do these programs to give give the, give you know a place for you guys to be heard so for this album because you can't like tour on it yet are you guys able to like future plan anything because you know now the vaccines are coming and people are saying maybe by the summer 
venues are opening up. Are you guys seeing any opportunities to tour with this record? Yeah, yeah, we actually have coming up in a few weeks. Chicago is kind of interesting. There's some places, There's some that, places are that are open. We're a little bit more than suffer. Some places that are open, you know, where it's open, and all that. And our early summer was actually, we're fortunate enough to have some things going on here. Oh, that's cool. Because like it, it feels like you know, like it was really interesting for me, you know, because I'm I'm a musician as well, you know. But uh, I got a booking agent like a month before the pandemic came in and locked everybody down, and I actually had this agent in like London that was trying to get me to like Berlin and to you know Sweden and all these places, and then it's like, oh. We're not taking any Americans. You can't leave. You can't go. Cause, so, so then it's like I've been totally like, do okay. What is? I'll just double down on podcasting and writing music and doing what I do. But um, yeah, I think it's gonna start opening again. I'm starting to get some inquiries, but um, yeah, it's just it's just finally it's getting some light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of artists who've been like, you know, I did a lot of venues. I've been like pushed to the edge. You know, some venues like in places like yeah. In the Northeast, I mean, their venues are gone, and I don't know yeah. how they're going to come back. But it's like you know, we got less places to play, and um, yeah, it's just a hard thing. But you know, I think people have just taken this time to write. Um, but like, let me get back into the album. So we played the first track. Um, what What's your favorite track to play on this record? Like as a band, if you're going to play it something live, which track is the one that you like to actually play live? Yeah, it's hard for you know. It's like it's like you write so many songs as a songwriter, and somebody asks you, "What's your favorite song?" And you know, if you, if you got like hundreds of songs, but it's like a lot of you know people always are like which whatever song the fans like the most. And but it's like to me, it's like it's usually like what's well, the song I actually like. <laughs> You know, but you know, my fans might like this one, but then like the one I like to play is the one nobody plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, you know, but it's one of those things that you gotta, you know, you know, try to, try to you know, please everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why, and that's know, why you know, too, we wanted to, we have, wanted to have that short song. Okay. okay. You know, not everyone wants to do it. I need time Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to have something. Poppy, too. Poppy yeah. Too. yeah. So you that, one, that one on and it's kept short. Short. So then it kind of makes it over again. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just the whole 
nature, you know, all, since the music business started, is like, like, where's, where's the hook? Where's the beat, you know? And, it, and it, no matter what genre, like, what is the one that's going to get people, like, you know, it's, oh, it's the memorable ones, the one that people, like, are going to want to go back to. It's kind of like, you know, Prince's curse on Purple Rain is like, he really didn't like to play that that much anymore. If, yeah. if you know, if he had so much other work that was going in so many other directions, but the hardcore fans always want to hear that. Mm-hmm. And there was a period like when he changed his name, that he like refused to play it. He just wouldn't play it. You know, he just went around. And he's like, I'm not playing it at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's common. There's a lot of bands. You know, Nirvana didn't want to play. Didn't want to play. Sounds like he's yeah. Kurt got sick of that. Yeah, that's my word. No, like, no, I guess. Yeah, you know, hardly you know, ever hear him play that anymore. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, they never. They hardly ever play that song again. I mean, I love Radiohead. I love. I like what they do. They, I mean, sometimes they go on stage and they're like, "I'm an analog geek, right?" So I go. They they go up on stage with all these Euroracks and they're noodling on the, all this esoteric stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, that's what I want." And then somebody's yelling like, "I want to hear creep." Yeah, yeah, and they're like, they're like, 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 like everybody, 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 yeah, but you gotta yeah, be in a situation. You have to be different. You have to do you guys like uh, one thing I liked what Dylan used to do is like Dylan had like alternate lyrics to like all his songs, right? So I would go see a Dylan and he was doing his um blood on a tr- Well he maybe forgotten, but, but I, I, I have all I have all the bootlegs, so there's some of them I kinda knew. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's like so he would go and do blood on the tracks and he had like multiple versions of Idiot Wind. Mm-hmm. They have different lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I've and I've had, I have like the boots of them. And then one time I actually saw him doing it, and he actually pulled the lyrics from one of the boots. That oh, wow. he actually ran the, the like a, a totally different like aspect of the storyline. Because all his songs are like stories, and he had different variations on what was gonna be the character, what they were doing, mm-hmm. and he he ran a whole different like set of uh, of lyrics. And I just think that's kind of interesting. Like some, sometimes you know you write a song, you got multiple versions of the song. And then it's like, okay, well, if I go out tonight, I'm going to actually try the original demo because I'm kind of feeling that, and I'm just going to do the lyrics from that rather than the one that everybody knows. D- do you ever, like, go like that, or do you just kind of go with whatever you feel? We don't. We don't. We don't. Um, um, we we try, try to change them. Not only, not for, only for, but for, but for ourselves, ourselves just playing the same all the time. Mm-hmm. So like, so like, you know, change up, 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 change up
Um, yeah, our show is more fun for magic. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I'm. Because yeah, there's a whole thing today. We're kind of like you know what you know. It's not. It's not exactly a Milli Vanilli situation. <laughs> if you remember, like these guys, those are the guys that got caught with their um, tape got stuck. Uh, and, they were, and they were lip syncing, and they weren't even really singing. Their like their tape got stuck. Cause they were more like dancers that happened to sing, and then they got stuck in the. I couldn't understand. Okay, if you're really a dancer that happens to sing, and then you do this whole routine, I can understand the athletics, the athleticism of having to dance and sing and actually have it sound good. I can see why you might lip sync, but but the whole thing today with people have so many backing tracks, they're like locked into the groove. And they can't change their song. And so they kind of play the same way, the same set list every night because it's coming off their DAW. And they're doing like Ableton Live and they're like stuck in that and they won't, don't deviate from it. And it's somewhat to me, it's kind of like if I wanted to hear the record, I, w I would just hear the record. I wouldn't go to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's how, yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, I mean again, different people like seeing. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather have some mistakes, you know, that's why I liked about Prince is like he, he could do the dance and he could do the stagecraft, but he actually was like, you know, he would actually do it. And so whether or not it came out perfect, he didn't exactly care because he'd just go with it. And so it proves that you could you could be this big pop star and not have to lip sync the song or, or stay totally on it. He would he, he never played Kiss like the record. He right. never played right. it. He always would change it because like the way the record was was like this point in time experiment and then he never tried to replicate it. Uh, even like Dove's Cry, he never really played those tracks exactly like the record because he's like, you know, that's was that's the record version. Yeah, um, yeah. The way I'm going to do it live is different. <laughs> more of a, more of a, in the way of the way of like, you know, play guitar. Well, his live shows were definitely a bit more on the side. Side. Like Michael was like, was like. Show, yeah, he's a performer. He's more of a yeah, performer. Yeah, performer. And that's, and that's cool, too. I like the good good yeah, he, yeah. Wants to, he wants to come out and put on, and a, rock put on a rock show. show. Things things go wrong. Go wrong. He says, he says he that he you know, make mistakes. Yeah. Or he's got, or he's got you know, you know, struggle to plug something in. He likes that imperfection. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like watching the replacements or the Clash. You know, you watch like you watch the Sex Pistols or you watch a band like Joy Division. You know, when they first were out there, it's the kind of raw nature of seeing a band that, that's like, okay, to me, it's like the, the whole, like, uh, there, there's actually some beauty. You know, I used to watch, like, I was watching all these um, clips of, like, Neil Young and the Stray Gators, like, and Neil Young and Crazy Horse in, like, 72 and 74, and that's kind of, like, the heart of 
like Neil could go to Nashville and do something real tight, and then he get with the he get with um, Crazy Horse, and he's like the whole point of Crazy Horse is like I want to take it to the ditch. That's what he said. He's like I want to actually go into dissonance, go into not being perfect key, perfect tone, and and have that kind of Kurt Cobain honesty. You know, he was like the kind of grandfather of grunge because he he could do it clean, he could do it real perfect. He could do that Crosby, Stills, Nash kind of voice if he wanted to, but if he wanted to be like heavy and punky and a little off kilter, he'd do something like Tonight's the Night. And that, that to me is like that, is like the brilliance. I, I, always, I, mean, I can appreciate his really high quality singing voice that he can do these awesome harmonies, but I do like when he goes out there and just like kills it. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of our lot of our sound you really you really pretty you walk out, out. Mm-hmm. you know nice you know clean. nice and clean be like be like raw get raw and, and yeah raucous you know it's like kind of grunge thing you know they I think that every age you have to come back to that because you know you had you you had like punk and then you got new wave new romantic and then you had the glam rock bands and then Kurt Cobain was like a repudiation of that a little bit like let's bring some raw power back and then you got nirvana and pearl jam and stone temple pilots and all those bands brought back you know this this kind of like raw and i think every age has to have the people to cut through and say you know what we got to get rid of all this other stuff and kind of get back to the elemental parts of music which are more honest you know it's it's not that i i don't unappreciate somebody like a David Bowie. I mean, Bowie was like like a really genius in that he could do that theater and he could have all this stage presence and all these characters and stuff, but it still felt authentic. And then it's like, you, you don't always get somebody like a Bowie who actually figures out how to bridge that in the right way, you know, in, in a way that still feels honest. Even though it's just all this other stuff on it, it felt like, okay, well, he really believes in what he's doing. And so it felt like like it, it wasn't just a show, you know. He actually believes he's Ziggy. He believes he's Aladdin Sane. You know, he actually got into it like an actor. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I mean that's the, he's a big influence on the game. I mean, Brian Eno. I, mean, I I always think about him as being a keyboard player. I'm always thinking about like what Eno and him did in the Berlin, like uh, you know, a lot of that stuff, the experimental stuff. But. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, like, so what? what's the next step beyond countless waste of days? Are you going to really just focus on pushing this project, or are you already thinking about, like, the next one? No, we're no, still, we're still working on this one. Um, just really, just getting, really it getting it out. We didn't really, we didn't really push it on. First record, too much. I put it out, right? Yeah. But, but this one, this one you... We're really, proud, We're really of proud of it. We want, we want as many people to hear it. I think now, now we're just, just in live. In live. Mm-hmm. want to get back, want to get back at it now. Well, you got two albums worth of material to play, um, plus whatever you know backlog you have. So when you go to do a show, are you, are you going to focus more on this record because that's where you are, where your head's at, or you pull some stuff from the other record? Probably be focused on this one. Once we do this one, 
touring is a lot of times when I do shows when I would go to New York and Boston it would always like live playing would trigger me to write new songs you know the the, the live experience is like that's when I, I mean I'd be playing my set list but out of the set list I might have found some groove I did you know as part of the show and it's hey that's an idea and I kind of triggered and a lot of bands are kind of famous for taking their tours and actually having that drive a whole project do you guys like thinking like a tape in your stuff so you can capture what you do on stage? Do you guys do that? Nick records, Nick records it on his phone. Yeah. But I also like to see different different doing Yeah. But yeah, we kind of take my show. My show. Mm -hmm. You know, you like show. I'm a big fan of like, fan of like playing. So I so try to do really well. Well, I encourage this might this be might be younger people. People, we're gonna be we're gonna be these guys these guys might have more or, uh, heavy music. Heavy music. Or, oh, there's gonna be there's gonna be older older called here. Maybe do it a little light. Yeah, yeah. So you get it more more jazzy. Like you could go more fusion. With an older crowd, you can maybe pump it up and give it a little harder edge. You know, you know, t knock the tempo up. If you see a bunch of young people, they they want to get into like head knocking or like more more interaction. Where the older crowd, you might like my age, we're like, okay, well, I can I, I actually like it. You guys go twenty minutes on one song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually, I, I'm vibing into that. that. No, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you know, like, the song of Mr. 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 Yeah, kind of like you got to. That's the cool thing about live playing is you read the crowd. You know, you can kind of feel when something's hitting, when it's not hitting, and you can you know make 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 an adjustment. And that's that's yeah, 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 like, yeah like something, something live. live. We're like, we're like, okay, okay. Or, or, um, the crowd kind of you know we're you know, we're losing. losing. We'll 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 kind of guess what we'll be like. like okay, let me tweak this or let's make it shorter. Mm -hmm. We're always Attention. Um, yeah, we're yeah, very involved in all that. Yeah, I was watching this documentary on Frank Zappa, and he was like famous for like taping all the mothers and invention and all his like uh, concerts. He's like, he have all these, wife was saying he had all these reels of like every concert he ever did, right? Oh, and, and, and he would just go through them 
And then you say, well, here's a song. Here's a song. And then you take, take a bit from one reel, from another one, or something from the studio. And then he actually start making all these new projects. And his wife was saying, well, he's got all these projects all over the floor. And he's just like cutting and splicing things. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's a song. That's an idea. That's... And they'd start working on two things at once because he was, you know, he's a total crazy genius. But I just I think it's cool, you know, when you're a band to kind of have your 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 archive of what you've been doing, and you, you once in a while you review it and then say, hey, maybe something we did two years ago didn't work, but now we're right where we are in our headspace. Now now we can get it to work, you know. Oh yeah, yeah it's just cool to kind of go through you know your 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 own personal like uh library you know I, i'm always going back and, and looking at stuff that i did or that thought that didn't work that sometimes this is quick like this eq in it different you know running my stuff and it's suddenly saying i ran it through this way and now if i change it it significantly changed and like oh now i'm going to overdub something on top of it and change it and and then boom i'm in i'm like off into another world like my modular sense that could get me kind of going crazy but um yeah so you guys um what did you um what do you guys feel about what's going on in terms of like um i think we talked about before like streaming versus like physical like vinyl and tape are you guys thinking of uh, maybe making a vinyl or a tape for this project or because the way streaming is, you know, way artists are compensated. Are you guys thinking about like merch and stuff to go with this project? Yeah. So, yeah, so we have some shirts out that we already have that are available. We're in the
and get them to kind of get into your brand. Not that you're selling like 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 a Coca Cola, but you're you're selling your band. You're trying to get people to get into you, you know. And uh, I think that gives a, a way to really pull somebody in when you have stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I saw you. You guys were running like a really cool marketing plan that was tied to the idea of the wasted days and I, I like that you guys had that theme and I saw it you know on on the Instagram which is like I think is like the Instagram is probably like the best like social media site for musicians I mean it's where I get all my guests from <laughs> for the last two years I've underestimated because I've realized more and more that a lot of our Coming, coming from Instagram, and then as, and then, as you mentioned before, we um, Yeah, I mean the merchandising opportunities on Bandcamp for like you know putting together like CDs and T-shirts is just really good, and it just has a better you know artist compensation model yeah, than yeah. than some of these other places. Totally. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, you, you want to get, you know, not, not that it's all about the money, but it's like, it's it's about fairness. It's just about, like, a, being able to get something to the fan at a reasonable rate that's not going to yeah. kill you, you know. And it's a little more, 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 like you were talking, like you were talking about, about before, Spotify, I would, it might just, might just shuffle your stuff or throw it on a, it kind of has down, yeah, it's just the, yeah. I think this is physically looking at a lyric sheet or looking at the artwork. I mean, I yeah, grew up yeah, like that's how it's supposed, that's how it's supposed to, be. to be. Yeah, I mean, I grew up yeah, picking up like a Led Zeppelin record and yeah, and yeah. taking a spinning wheel and spinning it around and looking at the little cutouts and yeah. I mean, I actually picked that up. Right, we, my right. brother, we went to like a mall and actually in the seventies picked that up and we were like. This is so cool, yeah, and then yeah, we were like, yeah. they, they, we were just like sat down in the basement, and we we're like, this is it. This is this, this, we yeah. got all our friends that come over, and we're kind of you know doing what we do in a basement. But um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just that that type of headspace that yeah, we yeah. you know we would sit there and we really appreciated like Floyd and Zepp and mm -hmm. you know all the all those big bands because it was like. My parents didn't appreciate it, but I think the decade, the decade of bump, or I'm sorry, or I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yeah, like the best, the best music, music, music and like, 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 like an album, an album was an adventure. adventure. You know, you know, I can imagine, imagine how it was back in the where, where you know, you, you go, know, you go to the record, you go to the record, go in the go in the basement, all your friends, the turntables, all right. We still kind of do that, you know? Yeah. Stuff, stuff, like, 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 well, I see. It, yeah, I mean, I, my, my daughter, she's 20, and, and her friends are all into vinyl. And they're, like, really into, like, a lot of, like, sub, 
pop underground bands and picking up the vinyl and getting the t-shirts my daughter like I, you know i kind of put it into her head that like you know don't just dream the band you love if you love a band she'll buy the shirt she'll buy the buttons she'll buy the yeah. Yeah. whatever they're doing right and she's totally like into it she got a vinyl player and now she's like okay i want a hi-fi stereo kind of like what you had in the 70s it's like well yeah what did you find yeah. she showed me something that was like Really? <laughs> she was like some, some, some like three thousand dollar machine. I'm like, okay, I guess you're really into it. It's like you're, you're that much oh, into man. it, and I said, like, I guess you are. So okay, um, she wants the tube amps and like all, all this really crazy. But she's into it, and I said, well, you know, if you're into it that much and you really like it, and you're building up your collections, okay, fine. You, you're a good student. You do it getting straight A's. Okay, fine. Because um, like you're cool. You're doing what you're supposed to do. So. But I just thought it was cool that she thought that it's important to actually support the band that she likes, you know, so she actually does it, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, back, back to like Jack White. Jack White. Yeah, the third man. I mean, he brought it back. I mean, he's got his third man operation in Nashville. And, you know, he's like, you know, being an archivist with all this old stuff and then putting new stuff out. And Yeah, he's always finding them in the new ways. Yeah. He was buying vinyl, exciting stuff. I take a lot after that. Oh, read a read of Mark. Making things new, exciting again. In, in yeah. And, 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 you know, that's no, why that's we, why we was party. Oh my god, that is the hardest island. We had all of our close friends. Listen to the album. Listen to the album. Was really nice? No. No. Well, I think music, people forget music is about like community. Like, I think, like, I grew up with the Woodstock generation. I mean, I went to the second Woodstock. I didn't get to go to first one. I'm totally enamored. I, I was the generation that was so enamored with it that we went and had the second one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but um, so so, but it, the whole idea is this. You know, you think about the Deadheads. You think about like the the guys who followed the Who and and, 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 and people who are really the five guys who followed the Allman Brothers. And I was one of those guys following the Allman Brothers wherever they went. But um, it was this whole thing that it's like it's a scene. You know, it's it's a community. And it's like a, it's a way of life, you know, and it's like like music isn't just like, oh, it's just a playlist and I got 20 different bands that don't aren't connected and I don't even know who, anything other than their one song. Right, right. And yeah, then that's how, that's that, how, again, again, it's that 15 seconds, 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 whatever, whatever. Like, I don't even I listen to this person's whole album, but like, yeah, like, the community, the part of yeah i think what's interesting today is you do see it coming back like in in, in the kind of music i'm into right the euro rack analog synth type of thing we have whole communities of guys that do shows that do these really esoteric, like, yes, Genesis type of shows. And we're just, you know, we're doing 20 minute long songs and we're like deep into our modes and doing all this stuff. And but there's a whole scene that's into that. There's a whole scene that's like, okay, I've got a Moog 
two, you know, um, you know, I've got, you know, this, this like a Rhodes piano and I got a Fairchild, I mean, Fair, Fairlight or something. And people are just like really into those old instruments and they're into the modular stuff. And there's this whole scene. And it's this scene, you know, I, I've run into artists, you know, through online in the, in the Netherlands, in Australia, in Berlin, in Spain that are really hardcore into deep electronic music. And in and and that scene, they're very passionate about what they're into. And they want to hear everybody's project. And everybody's like kind of working with each other. It's kind of like, you know, a hippie scene. You know, it's a different type of scene. But, you know, it's just cool to see. Like in Chicago, do you guys have a scene of other bands like yourselves that kind of kind of support each other, like a collective? yeah, because it's kind of like the story of sub pop. You know, if you think about the whole sub pop thing, the Nirvana came out of it was just underground and it suddenly blew up. You know, and, and, and yeah, it's like even like the metal band scene in LA with all the all the hair bands that kind of blew up, and that was the scene. Like from time to time, you get these scenes that happen where they you get these fun foundational bands and then they all kind of align around them and you get like you know you get regulated like irs and sub pop and they have like this kind of feel for that type of you know genre so each genre gets like like labels associated with them or they get mm -hmm. scenes you know today less label it's more like everybody's in a collective and the collective yeah. thing i think yeah. is what's really pushing the music and i think it's going to be the new the new model for the future is really do it yourself, but then align with other people with the same attitude, and then you know, then also align with filmmakers and artists and you know entrepreneurs who who can you know create other things to go with your work, and then that creates like the whole new scene, and that's kind of what we're trying to you know with this podcast, we we've been kind of pushing an idea for the future that every single band that's ever been on this podcast that we want to create some kind of like collective event whether it's online or whether it's like physically somewhere find a way to get a bunch of the bands we've talked to and do a show and, and it's that, that's like, a, like to me it's, it makes sense because like we this is a community within this podcast so then if we take all our all of our guests with all these diverse it would be like a big festival and we could like you know we could do an online version of it. If we can't get it into a real version, and try to get some funding for that. But yeah, we're we're working, seeing if we can put something together for the future. Uh, and so we think that because we feel that that's what music needs. We need to have more community, you know, to do that. Absolutely. So I'm glad I, I had you guys on this program. This this is like streaming live on my Facebook. Uh, we will save it. It's gonna get saved there, and then we're gonna convert it to Anchor in our old form where it'll go out as um an audio only on all the platforms we're on there like spotify and apple podcast and all that 
So we'll send you that once that's ready. But this is immediately on my on, on the Facebook. You see StreamYard below. And then we're going to push it to YouTube as well. And it's got your link on it permanently so people will see that when they see the video. So that's that's cool. And, uh, yeah, we're glad to talk to you guys. When do you guys have a new project or have something else you want to get into? Um, uh, we want to, like, save the rest of the record so we don't just play it. But we wanted to give people a picture of it. Uh, which what we did, and uh, we thank you for being on our program. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.